Hello everyone, and welcome to Experiencing Public History. My name is Kira Lovell, and I'm an assistant professor of history at the University of Utah's Asia campus in South Korea. Today begins your first week in this 12-week summer course exploring the census in public history. You can read a tad more about me and my brief bio on the bio forum on Canvas. You can also connect with me on social media, including Twitter or Instagram, or at my website, kiralovell.com. While I won't have assigned office hours in this course necessarily, I'm happy to schedule appointments at your convenience to discuss issues via Skype, email, or over the phone. Email me at kira, K-E-R-A dot Lovell, L-O-V-E-L-L at utah.edu. The course is comprised of six thematic units that each include a week for exploring and reflecting on assigned sources, and then a following week for applying that analysis into a creative mode of inquiry. The syllabus lists the types of assignments that will make up your grade over the course of the semester, including a site visit review, a video reenacting a historical process, and a two-part project on public history online. In addition, students will also complete assignments based on their academic standing, meaning that undergraduate students will create an oral history interview, while graduate students will write a grant proposal for a public history workshop. Because each unit requires peer review, and I want to make sure all students complete the course at the same pace, I will release assignments two weeks in advance of their due date. This might be frustrating for those of you wanting to complete assignments weeks in advance. However, this forced slowdown will ensure that even though we won't meet in person, we'll be on the same page as much as possible. Assigned sources for each unit will be a collection of academic journal articles, book chapters, podcasts, videos, or websites with extra assigned readings for graduate students. All assigned sources and all assignments are embedded as links into the class schedule. As long as you have the link to the syllabus posted on Canvas at the top of the syllabus section, you can access everything assigned to the course. All of your assignments will be submitted on Canvas as specified in each assignment prompt. Never hesitate to email me with questions. Now, let's get to Unit 1. This week, we are creating a broad foundation for our exploration of sensory public history this semester. Each week, I'll create a brief podcast like this, providing an overview of the key themes and questions in the readings to nudge you in some intellectual directions. Your reading reflections are brief essays where you explore a key theme running through the assigned sources. Read through my expectations for the reading reflections linked in the class schedule. Here is a quick rundown of the sources assigned to all students for Unit 1. Mark Smith, author of the article Producing Sense, Consuming Sense, Making Sense, is an esteemed historian of sensory history. 
In this comprehensive article, he provides a brief overview of the field of sensory history and outlines some methodological and interpretive problems with scholarship in this ever-growing field. To those of you new to sensory history, Smith argues that the power of sensory history lies in its ability to what he calls texture the past, providing insight into the social and cultural context of experience. Pay attention to his warnings of the dangers of bad sensory history. He asks, should the aim of sensory history be to make the past come alive? I look forward to hearing your reflections on this important question. Keen in the introduction of the Public History Reader provides a broad overview for the field of public history to those who might not be familiar. Keen argues that while we often view history as a product, meaning a source of knowledge about a topic, public history is a process that has the power to quote, challenge conventional approaches to history and to facilitate new ways of thinking that can enable the engagement with one's own history making. Key questions in the field of public history are, who decides what is history, and who decides what to include or exclude? Ultimately, in looking at public history through the lens of the 21st century, as we increasingly make historical archives, data, and sources more accessible to the public online, how will these shifts in accessibility change how we tell history, the stories we include, and how the public engages with that history through their own historical narratives? The third reading for Unit 1 is by Anne Cooper Albright from a collection of essays analyzing the body of a dancer as an archive. I assigned this short piece to get you thinking outside of your comfort zones on an abstract level about public history and the census. Historical scholarship is perceived as being grounded in objective facts, yet, as author Toni Morrison argues in her essay, The Sight of Memory, certain marginalized truths, such as the experience of slavery or abuse, have been overlooked in history. These overlooked truths require some creative interpretation. In this class, we will explore how different senses embedded within our corporeal experience, including touch, taste, and smell, can be mediums with which we can creatively engage with these hidden truths. This week's assigned podcast is from a public history series produced by the Tenement Museum in New York City. I've linked their website in the transcript of this podcast overview of Unit 1. They are an incredibly cool museum that I highly recommend you visit if you're in the Lower East Side of New York City because they not only specialize in local histories of society and culture, but they tell the histories of largely immigrant workers through the senses. The smell of beer and German sauerkraut, the taste of the turn of the century Italian pizza, the sounds of a sweatshop. This podcast episode titled Sing Like an American explores one of the museum's most recent projects to integrate sound into their exhibits, documenting the lives of women in the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire. Information linked in the transcript. The museum worked with a composer to write a symphony inspired by one of the museum's historical narratives, namely the work and activism of working class immigrant women to improve their working conditions after the fire. 
the episode offers an incredible opportunity to challenge our own boundaries of what public history is and how we tell histories of our nation. How can we incorporate the senses and the arts to engage the public in the histories of marginalized people in new ways? week, you'll read and reflect on these assigned sources. In your second week of Unit 1, you'll begin your exploration in sensory-driven public history right where you are in the form of a site visit review. For this assignment, you'll first read an example of an exhibition review published in the journal The Public Historian, linked in the class schedule, in addition to the journal's submission guidelines for exhibition reviews. This will be your guide for how to structure your own exhibition review of a public history site of your choosing near your home. Public history sites can include museums, special exhibitions, heritage sites, historical tours, living history reenactments, public history workshops, and more. The point is to choose one accessible to you and hopefully with topics that are of interest to you. If you have questions about this assignment, feel free to email me and we can talk through some ideas where you are located. That concludes our podcast overview of Unit 1. I look forward to meeting you in the Bioforum this week and hearing your own critical reflections on public history sites near you next week. Mm-hmm.